I begin in the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful. And I would like to once again thank my beloved brother, Samahat al-Sheikh al-Allama, Sheikh Muhammad Umar Ramadan, for accepting our invitation and joining us this evening. Welcome to the program, Sheikh Anna. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakum al khairin ya Sayyid. Barakallahu feekum. I'd like to begin with a very simple question. However, a question that I believe has probably not received so much attention uh, and importance. Why is it important for all Muslims, regardless of their madhab, regardless of their background, to commemorate the anniversary of the demise of Lady Fatima Zahra, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayha. I would like to briefly, very briefly, point towards Ayatul Mawaddah. Ayatul Mawaddah, which uh, is In Surah Al-Shura, Ayah verse 23, Surah Al-Shura is chapter 42. ذَلِكَ الَّذِي يُبَشُّرُ اللَّهِ عِبَادَهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ قُلْ لَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ أَجْرًا إِلَّا الْمَوَدَّةَ فِي الْقُرْبَةِ Now, this is mentioned in Sahih Al-Bukhari, in the section of Manaqib, this is mentioned in different books. I'll allow Samahat al-Sheikh to discuss this birth further. Who are the Qurba? The Qurba, according to Bukhari, Qurba Ali Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. And another, uh, uh, for example, set of hadiths, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam is asked, an ibn Abbasin, قال لما نزلت قل لا أسألكم عليه أجرا إلا المودة في القربة قالوا يا رسول الله من القربة هؤلاء الذين وجبت علينا مودتهم قال علي وفاطمة وابناها الله سبحانه وتعالى instructs clearly instructs just like he instructs the Muslims to pray and to fast and to perform the Hajj he instructs them and makes it wajib and mandatory upon them to love, and not only love, al-mawaddah, to show their love towards the Ahlul Bayt. Who are the Ahlul Bayt? According to Sunan al-Tirmidhi, according to Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, according to Imam al-Bukhari, it is the family of Rasulullah. Here specifically he names them Muhammadin wa Aliyin wa Fatima and her sons. I believe, and a Shia perspective is that commemorating the martyrdom of Fatima al-Zahra is a wajib, is mandatory upon every Muslim because that's how we show our reverence, our love towards the family of Rasulullah. So my question to you, Shaykhana, number one, why is it that the entire Muslim community all around the world, whether it's Egypt or Malaysia or Indonesia or, 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 or Pakistan or India, don't truly understand 
Why is it that Muslims around the world do not understand this important notion, this important phenomenon that just like it's wajib for you to pray and to fast and to perform the Hajj, it is wajib and mandatory upon you to show and demonstrate your love towards the Ahl al-Bayt. That's number one. And number two, how often do you think the martyrdom or the demise, we haven't gotten there yet, the demise of Faqr, the daughter of Rasulullah, uh, how often is it discussed from the manabir of the Muslims who do not belong to the school of the Ahl al-Bayt or not Shia? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَىٰ أَشْرَفَ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَالْمُرْسَلِينَ وَعَلَىٰ آلِيَ الطَّيِّبِينَ وَالطَّاهِرِينَ وَصَحَابَتِهِ رِضْوَانَ اللَّهُمْ عَلِيمُ الْجُمَعِينَ قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعده أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل لا أسألكم عليه أجرا إلا المودة في القربة صدق الله العلي العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن ولا ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين First of all, Sayyid Jawad Al-Qazmini, I want to thank you uh, wholeheartedly from my heart for giving this sinful uh, individual, this sinful person an opportunity to sit and to speak from this sinful mouth about the greatest woman, about according to some, the greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation the beloved daughter of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam. Sayyidah Fatima Sallallahu Alaihi Sayyidah Abidah Sajidah Sallallahu Alaihi needs no introduction, whether it is from the books of, of Sirah, whether the books of Tafsir, or the books of Fiqh. She uh, holds a very esteemed high position uh, for both Muslims, for Muslims around the world and loving her, and loving her father, loving her sons, and loving generally the Ahlul Bayt is something which she symbolizes. Sayyidah Fatima uh, and this is a notion that we should understand this, that with the, con with the ongoing conflict around the world of intellectual dishonesty, unfortunately what we've seen Sayyid, is there is a group within the pretext of saying that they are from Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, which we are referring to the Nawasib. Originally, the Nawasib were people who uh, were an offspring of extreme individuals who followed Ibn Hajj of hating and showing hatred towards the Ahlul Bayt, specifically Imam Ali, alayhi salatu wasalam. And that hatred started not after the demise of the Prophet that was actually prevalent during the life of Imam Ali and during the life of when the Prophet was physically amongst the Sahaba. There are many hadith, specifically Ghadir uh, al which is the declaration of the superiority and the sainthood of Imam Ali has the successor to the Prophet that one of the narration is very clear of how ignorant certain people were, that they were speaking ill of him, they were insulting him, they were bad speak, they were bad mouthing him, and they were spreading rumors against him. And when this news got to the Messenger of Allah, 
wa alihi wa sallam he made a point at Ghadir Qum after the Hajj al-Bidatul Hajj after the, the, the pilgrimage he gathered the companions and he announced to them that Imam Ali والسلام, would be his successor in regards to spirituality and that is the that is the that is the greatest form of leadership anyone can ask for so that Nawasib ideology has always unfortunately existed within Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah and, and, and throughout history we have had individuals under the pretext of rebuttaling the Shia under the pretext of uh, uh, correcting our Shia brothers or sisters they have used this as a pretext to really uh, yani, um, off stage we say and really show to people in reality the hatred towards the Ahlul Bayt so they use this as a pretext that we are rebuttaling the Shia but in reality it has nothing to do with rebuttaling the Shia it is ultimately due to hatred uh, animosity towards the Prophet's family and that has happened for 1400 years we cannot ignore it it has happened within many senior scholars within the Ahl-Sunnah we have many hadith that have been distorted and many misinterpretations for example Sayyid you mentioned the verse that the very famous verse from Surah Shura that where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the messenger of Allah is saying that I do not ask any re- re- recompense in regards from you I do not ask anything uh, as a gift in return from you for guiding you for giving you tawheed the only thing I want from you I've given you guidance I've given you tawheed I've given you the haq I distinguish haq from batil but I only want to give, I only want one thing in return from you. What is that? That you love Muwaddata, you love, you, uh, and you passionately love my Ahlul Bayt, that you love my family. Who are the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet? And this is another intellectual dishonesty. What happened was, if you read the early tafsir of, for example, Imam Al Tabari, if you read uh, Imam Al Maturidi, if you read uh, Al-Baghawi, if you read Baydawi, if you read Al-Qurtubi, the early tafsirs that were written by the classical A'imma within Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, one of the things they do, which is a trait within the, the science of exegesis of Quran, is that they will give aqwal, the following aqwal, the, the first aqwal, the first opinion, the first view that the scholar gives is the most authentic version or the most authentic uh, interpretation of opinion regarding that verse all the scholars in Ahl-Sunnah from the classical period are in agreement fully in agreement that this verse was revealed regarding the five it was revealed whom obviously regarding Rasulullah it was regarding his Ahlul Bayt who are there Sayyidah Fatima, Imam Ali, Imam Hassan and Hussein and this is mentioned by Fadal Ahlul Bayt. It is a small uh, booklet of hadith compilation by Imam Jalaluddin Sayyuti rahimallahu ta'ala, 911 after Hijri. It is the, sec- it is the, the first hadith, if I'm correct, narrated by Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, who asked the Messenger of Allah, and Ibn Abbas, the cousin, the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa asking the Messenger of Allah, who are these people, who are they, who do they represent? And that is when the Messenger of Allah said, 
that is Al-Hassan Wal-Hussein Wa-Abahuma Wa-Ummahuma. He made it very clear in the narrations. Imam Al-Tabri mentions it. What happened, Sayyid? Al-Bukhari mentions it as we discussed earlier. Taban Bukhari also mentions it. There's no denial regarding Bukhari. Al-Muslim, Al-Majma Zawaid has mentioned it. Al-Haytami has mentioned it. Al-Mustadraq has mentioned it. In fact, uh, Imam Al-Tabri mentions 21 uh, individual narrations uh, fulfilling uh, the conditions of both al-Bukhari and al-Muslim. Uh, in fact, Imam, uh, Imam uh, Abu, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Imam Abu Jafar al-Tahawi, rahimallahu ta'ala, 330 after Hijri, the great Hanafi and the great Muhaddith, who all Muslims accept, he actually specifically said that this was regarding and revealed regarding the five. It was not regard, it was not revealed, this verse, let me repeat, it was not revealed regarding the honorable, the honorable wives of the Messenger of Allah. Even though in Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah we believe that Ahlul Bayt are of different types. In this verse, and again alongside the verse, Innama both of these verses are khususiyat, are for the speciality of only what we call the Panjtan part in Persian, what we call Ahlul Qissa. The five, one, the five that were covered in the cloak, which Bukhari has mentioned in the hadith from Salma Salamullah she even herself said that, can I not enter? And the messenger of Allah said that you are on khair, but you cannot enter into this because this speciality is only for my, uh, only for my Ahlul Bayt. Now, where does this distortion come from? And where does this, this uh, intellectual dishonesty come from? Now, number one, Sayyid, in all the research that I, that I have done, I have not come across a single authentic hadith. Let me repeat that. I have not come across a single authentic hadith, either from the Prophet or directly from the Sahaba that specifically say that these verses were revealed regarding the wives of the Messenger of Allah. The first aqwal you get regarding this which Ibn Kathir, the notorious Ibn Kathir, the student of Ibn Taymiyyah, a very famous historian who wrote his tafsir, in his tafsir, he actually uh, bombards the reader with this opinion. And I, and I really find it's, it's, it's really uh, intellectual dishonesty because if you study what he's saying here, all Ibn Kathir does, he gives you one aqwal, which is what? Which is the view of, it, of Ikrama. And Ikrama was the servant and the the slave of whom? Of Ibn Abbas. Now let me bring your audience's members, let me bring their attention to something extremely careful. Behind me here, uh, just behind my back, is a book on uh, Asma al-Rijal in Hadith. It is, it is a book, one of the most famous, is Tahdib al-Kamal by Imam al-Mizi rahimallahu ta'ala. Al-Mizi was the teacher of al-Dahabi and he is known as the greatest Ilmur Rijal scholar. In that book, Al-Mizi clearly says that Ikrama was amongst the Khawarij. Ikrama was amongst the people who not only cursed Imam Ali, he fought against him. And not only that, Ikrama was a person who used to lie on Ibn Abbas He used to lie to such an extent that the family of Ibn Abbas would tie him at the door. Whenever they would enter, they would kick him. And the people would say, 
why do you treat that person with such uh, yani, uh, yani, with no dignity and his sons would say he lies about my fa- father yani, for example anafi'a also narrates within the same book about the lies of ikrama ikrama was a person from berber he was a black person he died in medina al-munawwara no one read his janaza there was another person who was from the khawarij his janaza was not performed uh, both of them were led outside medina and someone read it not a single member of the sahaba or the early senior muslims prayed the janaza of ikrama why is that important sayyid because you are trying to substantiate that this verse is regarding the prophet's wife the evidence you are using the pretext of that is a person who used to swear at imam ali that cannot be dalil that cannot be evidence and this is a major intellectual dishonesty within the history of islam that we have given such a prefer precedence to ikrama and that is what people use so these verses were revealed only regarding whom the punched and park the five honorable people Another usuli principle I want to bring to you, Sayyid. When you have tafsir of Quran, and this is usuli tafsir, which you know, you know much better than myself. I'm a student, unlike yourself, who comes from a giant scholarly family and a family from the Ahlul Bayt. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala preserve and protect all of your family members, Inshallah. One of the principles in usuli tafsir, Sayyid, is what is when you have the the hadith of the Messenger of Allah. any aqwal that contradicts let me say that in 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 uh, without using jargon if you have a hadith a saying of the messenger of allah and if you have any any saying be it from abu bakr umar uthman or even imam ali or any of the sahaba or any of the tabi'in and the tabi tabi'in if that contradicts in meaning and in saying to the saying of the messenger of allah that becomes irrelevant that doesn't take precedence over the aqwal of the prophet so now let's go to this not only do we have tafsir from the prophet we have the asbab the cause of revelation number one and then we have the cause of revelation where the messenger of allah is saying to us very clearly in bukhari and in musnad ahmed bin hanbal that these verses were revealed regarding my family fatima al hassan al hussein and imam ali ali salatu salam so you have that narration which is the asbab then you have the tafsir what is the tafsir in which it is narrated here which i have uh, i have put here yani uh, uh, to some uh, yani yes it is mentioned by imam as-sayyid rahimahullah ta'ala in his durr al-mansur tafsir fi yani ma'thur it is a, a famous tafsir durr al-mansur yani by imam as-sayyid rahimahullah ta'ala he quotes the authentic hadith that when this verse was revealed the tafsir of the verses that the messenger of allah for 40 days for 40 salatul fajrs he would go outside the house of sayyida fatima and he would knock on and say assalamu alaykum ya ahlul bayt and he would and then he would then he would recite the verse and he would say inna ma yurid allah liyuzhiba ankum rishsa towards the end of the verse so in other words to conclude sayyid when you have two verses sorry when you have one and as an asbab directly from the prophet not the sahabi directly from the prophet and then you have the tafsir which is directly from the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam that will take precedence over everything else these verses were only revealed regarding these five honorable people 
the prophet's wives are not part of these verses nor do they share nor do ali jafar nor do ali aqil or muslim ali aqil or nor do uh yani abbas's offspring radiyallahu anhum radiyallahu anhum or radiyallahu anhum jamiin nor do anyone else that may be a cousin or relation to the messenger of allah is included in these verses these verses are only specifically for imam ali sayyida fatima imam hasan and hussein anyone that wants to dispute that he must present authentic hadith directly from the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and because of that nawasibism because of that hatred towards the ahlul bayt and because of that animosity that people have towards the shi'as these people have made it a in uh, a norm that we shouldn't remember the ahlul bayt we shouldn't praise the ahlul bayt and we should not remember sayyida fatima we should only remember fatima has the daughter that's it as the daughter only the daughter she has some fadail but wallahi alazim if you look at the books of tasawwuf if you look what ibn al-arabi says if you look at what the great aima of sufism say they clearly say that the first kutub the first representative of greatness of spirituality whom from whom all spirituality emerges from is said the fatima salam alayha and i finish off with one quote for you said which i'm sure you will appreciate is is the opinion and the qaul of the great hadith master and imam sayyid abdul aziz bin siddiq al humari al hasani wal adrisi radiyallahu anhu warda the great imam from morocco who died in 1996 rahmatullahi alayhi in his book of manaqib he wrote a full book and the whole book was substantiating according to his opinion he says in the book that i am from the ahlul bayt i do not believe my father ali is afdal he says i believe fatima is greater than even ali radiyallahu anhu warda that is the qaul of sidi abdul aziz radiyallahu anhu warda i hope i've answered it to to some extent say jazakumullah you have beautifully answered uh, our question uh just to reiterate for some individuals um joining us today this verse was revealed the verse that was just beautifully discussed and explained by our beloved guest sheikh muhammad umar ramadan is a verse that was revealed because the ansar apparently um the the the, the people of medina uh kept asking the prophet how can we repay you how can we repay you for all your services we were in dalala we were misguided we had a life uh, uh, uh of jahiliya you came and you brought us into the light you've enlightened our lives you've changed our lives forever uh you know the the ongoing battle between aws and khazraj the two main tribes in, in the arabian peninsula that was ongoing for so long uh killing one another um and rasulullah made peace amongst them and he created peace harmony and tranquility in the entire arabian peninsula they used to bury their daughters alive rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam literally he saved them from this uh pre-islamic lifestyle so they kept coming to him ya rasulullah how can we thank you how can we repay you and another hadith that i actually came across today rasulullah tells them and this both of those 
okay, both of those occurrences took place. Rasulullah asks them, did I not save you from your um, lifestyle that you had in the past, your horrible lifestyle that you had in the past, where you created idols from date, and then you worship those dates as your God, and then you ate your own God. And what happens after you eat the food? So this is their, this was their concept of, of the deity that they worshipped. Rasulullah came and saved them from all of this. They ask him, Ya Rasulullah, how can we repay you? And Allah in the Quran reveals them this verse of Surah Al-Shura. And he says, Qul, Ya Rasulullah, tell them, La as'alukum, Qul, La as'alukum alayhi ajran, I ask you for no reimbursement illa, except there is one way to repay Rasulullah. There aren't two ways, three ways. One way to pay, repay Rasulullah, illa al-mawaddata fil-qurba. Mawadda is different than mahabba. Mawadda is when we demonstrate our love. Illa al-mawaddata fil-qurba. Except to show mawadda, love, to the kinship. They asked him, Ya Rasulullah, who are those individuals that we are bound to love and show our love to? And uh, beautifully, as beautifully explained by our respected guest, they were the five individuals, Muhammadin, wa Aliyin, wa Fatima, wa Hassani, wa Hussein. And that is why we are here. We are here to commemorate the martyrdom, the demise of Lady Fatima, because we want to show our love and dedication to her.